The epistle is written in the second chapter of the letter to the Ephesians, beginning at verse 11. Therefore remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body by the hands of men, remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole body is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. Here endeth the epistle. The Holy Gospel is written in the sixth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark beginning at the 30th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. The apostles gathered round Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not have even a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Our reading continues from verse 53. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces, 
They begged him to touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let's pray together. Gracious Lord, we thank you for being with us this day. We thank you for your presence in our hearts and that you guide us each and every day of our lives. And we ask as we gather here to worship you, you will fill our hearts with love for you and for one another. And our Heavenly Father, we pray that as we hear your word, our hearts may be transformed in Jesus' name. Amen. We underestimate the attractiveness of Jesus. Uh, we do not give uh, sufficient attention sufficient notice to the vast range of people who were simply attracted to the person of Christ. Uh, similarly, we misunderstand many of Jesus' purposes. Uh, we are too often distracted and lose sight of the main reasons and purposes behind the teaching of Jesus. I'm going to use those five verses that we read from Mark's Gospel uh, just to illustrate those two things, that we underestimate the attractiveness of Jesus and we uh, also underestimate the significance of Jesus' ministry and purposes. Uh, these five verses in the middle of uh, Mark chapter 6 are placed immediately after the beheading of John the Baptist and immediately before the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, not that much of an appetizer there really, is there? Um, it's important when looking at the scriptures to see what comes before and what comes afterwards because it usually helps you uh, place the reading into context. Now I have heard, and no doubt many of you have too, um, all sorts of weird and wonderful interpretations of the feeding of the 5,000. Either it wasn't a miracle at all and it was the people being shamed into providing for those in need or... It's a miracle just to be repeated today uh, like any other. Uh, both of those miss the point. Jesus was attractive because of who he was. And Jesus was significant because of what he taught. And these two strands uh, run through uh, these verses. Jesus attracted uh, Jesus actually attracted all sorts of people. Uh, apostles who gave their uh, lives to his service. Uh, those in need, the sick, the ill, inquirers, wanderers, the solitary, and the crowd. Uh, I could actually go on further. And it's a very worthwhile study just to go through one of the Gospels and write down all the different types of people who were attracted by Jesus. And we underestimate the importance of that. Just take yourselves back to the calling of the first disciples when Jesus said, come follow me. And those first disciples instantly, immediately left what they were doing and followed Jesus. Why would you do that? Nobody would do that for me or, I hesitate to suggest, even for you. There was something deeply significantly attractive 
about the person of Jesus that led people simply to leave everything and follow him. Here in these verses, two groups are mentioned. Firstly, the apostles, uh, that is the dedicated group of 12 whom Jesus had called to give up everything and to follow him. Uh, They did two things in uh, verse uh, 30. Uh, Firstly, they uh, gathered uh, round Jesus. Itself, actually, quite a deeply symbolic representation of Jesus' attractiveness. Jesus was a person people gathered round. They gathered round because they wanted to hear from him. They gathered round because his personality and his person was magnetic, was drawing people to himself. They gathered round Jesus, but they also reported back on what they had been doing. Uh, That's what it says there in verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Now, to find out what they'd been doing, you've actually got to go back even before the beheading of John the Baptist to find that Jesus had sent out the apostles uh, uh, two uh, by two uh, around the villages of Galilee with the dual instruction of to preach the kingdom and to heal the sick. And so Jesus, in gathering the apostles around him, they report back on what they had been doing. Jesus always takes us seriously as individuals. He wants us to be in a real relationship with him and he invites us to spend time uh, with him. So he told the disciples, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place. One of the interesting things about Jesus is the way in which he relates to different groups of people. And he gives as much attention to the large crowd and also to each individual. And he's inviting the apostles here as he is inviting us to take time out and to spend time with him, to receive from him and to grow more like him. This is not an invitation to politely decline. The attractiveness of Jesus is further shown by the second group that is mentioned, uh, namely the crowd. Uh, We see the attentiveness of the crowd to Jesus in that there were so many people trying to gain access to him, uh, and even when he tried to withdraw, the crowds went ahead to be there waiting for him when he arrived. Indeed, many were running in order to get ahead of Jesus. Many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. Uh, Jesus had uh, gone uh, across um, uh, a a lake um, and the people had been running around in order to arrive ahead of Jesus. Again, something deeply attractive to the crowd about being with the Lord, being with the Saviour. We underestimate the impact of the person of Jesus, his attractiveness and the effect that he has on so many. However, we also miss the significance of what Jesus taught In this sequence that we're looking at, Jesus taught the crowd 
before he performed uh, a miracle. Uh, when the crowd had gathered, uh, we are told when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. Now, the usual interpretation that is given uh, to uh, that sentence is to immediately run to our normal everyday meaning of compassion. Jesus felt sorry for them, he saw they were hungry, and hence he went on and performed the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. But that's not what the verse says. What the verse says is that Jesus landed and saw a large crowd. He had compassion on them because, not because they were hungry, but because they were like sheep without a shepherd. In other words, they lacked guidance and leadership. And so Jesus put that right immediately. So he began teaching them many things. So actually, the compassion that Christ had upon that crowd was that they were lost. That's why he had compassion upon them. They were like sheep without a shepherd. They lacked teaching. They lacked guidance. They lacked leadership. And before he went on to perform that wonderful miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus taught uh, the people. And it's here that it's worth just reflecting on where I began, that this uh, introduction to the feeding of the 5,000 comes immediately after the beheading of John the Baptist. Rather strange way of writing up a gospel. Why would you uh, do that? But the position of the beheading of John the Baptist in the narrative is a prelude to enable us to appreciate the significance of Jesus' ministry. The people thought it was John. The people thought it was John's ministry that had come from God in order to save them. And by putting the ministry of Jesus in this context immediately after the beheading, we are being reminded that the true significance comes from the ministry of Jesus. That significance that we read about in Ephesians uh, chapter 2. That significance of a ministry that preached and came and preached peace to those who were near and those who were far away. The peace that he offered was the reconciliation to God through his death on the cross. So Jesus was deeply attractive. Don't miss the attractiveness. And Jesus was deeply significant. Don't miss his teaching. Let's pray together. Gracious Lord, we thank you for speaking to us through your word. Lord, help us to really appreciate uh, your attractiveness. Help us, Lord, to want to grow more like you in our hearts. And Lord, help us to listen to your teaching. Help us to appreciate its significance and meaning for us and for others. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.